Good morning for Tuesday, April 26, 2011. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page today Public pensions once safe now face cuts. Taliban breach Afghan prison, hundreds of people flee, and Syria intensifies military attacks to crush dissent. In today's national headlines, law firm quits case backing marriage act. For the late Mr. Mayor, a last tour of the town, and Mississippi governor decides not to run for president. In today's financial news, smartphone data is used to fill the digital map. The U.S. suspects an assembly flaw in ruptured airplane. And Turkey spends freely again, and some analysts worry. There will be more business stories, along with more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist David Brooks. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. This is the top story Public pensions, once safe, now face cuts. Reported by Michael Cooper and Mary Williams Walsh. When an arbitrator ruled this month that Detroit could reduce the pensions being earned by its police sergeants and lieutenants, it put the struggling city at the forefront of a growing national debate over whether the pensions of current public workers can or should be reduced. Conventional wisdom and the laws and constitutions of many states have long held that the pensions being earned by current government workers are untouchable. But as the fiscal crisis has lingered, officials in strapped states from California to Illinois have begun to take a second look to see whether there might be loopholes allowing them to cut the pension benefits of current employees. These things do tend to be herd oriented, said Sylvester Scheiber, an economist who studies pensions. The mayors of some hard hit cities have said the high cost of pensions have forced them to lay off workers. Oakland, California, laid off one tenth of its police force after failing to win concessions on pension costs. Elsewhere, there is pension envy. Some private sector workers, who've learned the hard way that their companies can freeze or reduce their pensions, resent that the pensions of public sector workers enjoy stronger legal protections. It has been far more common for cities and states to adopt more modest retirement plans for future workers. But the savings from new plans are initially small. Other states have gone further, requiring workers to work more years before retiring or to contribute a higher portion of their salaries. A few states have rolled back cost of living increases for retirees, prompting lawsuits. But reducing the rate at which government workers earn pension benefits has been extremely rare. Pension funds can run out of money. In Pritchard, Alabama, the fund ran out in 2009. The city stopped sending pension checks, defying a state law. In the 19 months since the checks stopped, 18 retirees have died. When Governor Scott Walker of Wisconsin moved to curtail the collective bargaining rights of public worker unions in the state, he exempted police and fire unions, but they often have among the most expensive pension benefits. That is in part because they must be paid for more years. Because police work and firefighting are dangerous jobs, It is not uncommon for cities to promise workers full pensions after as little as 20 years of service, even if that means paying retirees monthly stipends from their 40s until they die. Michigan's new Republican governor, Rick Snyder, has taken a carrot and stick approach to the state's troubled cities. The carrot? He scrapped the old way of distributing state aid 
and wants to make aid contingent on having cities adopt best practices, which he says should include reducing the rate at which workers earn pension benefits. The stick? A new law allowing the state to appoint fiscal managers with broad powers over distressed local governments.